Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio, and today's guest had one of the top three apps in the App Store in 2014. In fact, she has a book and an app under the same name. Today's guest is The Blender Girl, and this is Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey guys, how's it going? Hope everybody is having an awesome week. This is Corey, and if it's your first time hearing us, then thank you for tuning in and spending some time with me. We have an amazing guest today, and my name is Corey. I am a husband, a father of three crazy kids under eight years old, a plant-based athlete, and a guy that's just loving, loving life. Each week, I get a chance to talk to some of the most inspiring folks that I can find to help keep me motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and get the most out of life as a busy parent. You know, for me, finding time to work out and make healthy, quick meals for me and my family while trying to spend quality time together can be really hard when we overschedule ourselves. So my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these folks, that you'll take away some quick tips or inspiration that you can try in your house to keep you and your family going strong. Now, you probably already know today's guest. In fact, in 2014, she had one of the top three apps in the App Store. Her name is Tess Masters, and she's also known as The Blender Girl. Her app is The Blender Girl, and she has a book, The Blender Girl, that she came out with at the very beginning. She has a new book in addition to several others, and she's also an actress, a national, global spokesperson for KitchenAid, and so much more. I'll tell you all about her in just a second, but uh, I have to say thank you to one of our amazing sponsors. That is Smart Fitness. Smart Fitness is located here in Central Florida. Andrew Noble runs Smart Fitness, and it is 20 minutes twice a week. That's all you need to make Smart Fitness work for you. If you're sick and tired of paying too much for a gym membership, go check him out. He's a personal friend of mine. I know the gym. It's one-on-one personal training, and he will get you back in gear as far as your muscles are concerned. So go visit them online, gosmartfitness.com. Again, that's gosmartfitness.com. I also want to give a huge shout out to Whole Foods Market. They are my grocery store of choice, and that is where I go to buy everything for my family. They are a huge supporter of Lean Green Dad Radio and the podcast. And well, that is the podcast and the blog, I should say. All right, guys, without any further ado, let's get into it. I'm so happy to welcome Tess to the show. So here we go. The Blender Girl is joining us on Lean Green Dad Radio. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. And as I said before, we have an amazing guest today. In fact, it took me a while to get her because of my own problem with scheduling. But uh, her name is Tess Masters. And if you don't know her by that name, then you definitely know her by the name The Blender Girl. And the book, the app, all of the other wonderful books that she has by the same name. In fact, she's got 
several books, including The Perfect Blend, The Detox Dynamo Cleanse, and of course, as I mentioned, The Blender Girl and The Blender Girl Smoothies, book and app. She's a presenter, she is a recipe connoisseur, she's on TV all the time, and she's a national, global, I should say, spokesperson for KitchenAid Blenders. She does so many things all the time, and I'm so glad that she's able to join us today. Welcome to the show, Tess Masters. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you. I, uh, I'm, <laughs> the last time we tried to schedule this, my daughter had a dance competition that was running over, and so I had to hang with her and make sure she had her costumes on and everything else. I think my wife had a broken foot, so she couldn't be there or something like that. So. Oh, gosh. No, family always comes first. I appreciate absolutely you. Absolutely no big deal at all. So one of the things that <laughs> you're going to love this because, you know, I, I run Lean Green Dad and I'm in the dance studio a lot because my, my girl dances and my son dances and my baby's with me all the time. And so I get a chance to talk to the dance moms and <laughs> the dance moms are wonderful to test things out. And I'm, I'm working on a book and, you know, blog posts and everything else. And I'm asking them what they want to know about. And this one dance mom says, have you heard of the Blender Girl? And I said, <laughs> no, I haven't. She goes, well, I just love her. I follow her all the time. I have all of her books. And she even has an app. And she whips out her phone and shows me the Blender Girl app. <laughs> and these dance moms on the other side of the country are obsessed with you. And it, it makes total sense because I had a chance to dive in. Uh, I, I've been a fan for a couple months now, and uh, the thing that really intrigued me about you the most was the the evolution that you described of of how you found your perfect diet. So I, I kind of wanted to start there. You know, a lot of people know you, so we don't need to do the, where did you get started? How did this happen? You know, <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself, but talk to me about that decision on, you know... You can start with Epstein Barr or wherever you want to start and and, yeah. and kind of diving well, into there. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up on a very conventional meat and three vegetable diet, which is what most people in the world eat, you know, in the developed world. And my mom, you know, cooked very, um, very healthy, you know, natural food from scratch at home and all that sort of stuff. So I grew up eating that way, um, you know, until I was in my late teens. But when I was about 15, I was – I. I just at about two or three o'clock every day, I just wanted to take a nap. I was just tired a lot. And so my parents um, took me to the doctor and um, and then took me to a naturopath. And I was diagnosed with Epstein-Barr virus, which is a, a sister um, illness to chronic fatigue and mono. And you just feel very tired all the time. It can be very, very debilitating, but you can get varying degrees of it. So I had a very mild case of it. And so we didn't know as much about it as we do now, you know, 20, 25 years ago. Sure. And so I, um, you really, it was just rest, but I went to a naturopath and, you know, back then, this is, you know, how long ago was this more than 25 years ago? It was sort of a very hippy dippy thing to do. So the naturopath suggested that I give up gluten and dairy. And it was like, what? I love cheese. I love <laughs> yogurt. I love these things, you know, uh, but I felt better almost overnight. So I gave it a go and, um, that was really the impetus into a revolution into the way that I ate. So I became really intoxicated with this idea of food as medicine and I couldn't believe how much different um, my life was and how, how much more energy I had and how different I felt. So that really started my my real interest in food. And But then I went back to, you know, I, I gave up gluten and dairy but I was still eating meat. I was still eating a, a fairly conventional diet. And then um, 
I met another friend of mine who was macrobiotic and they really introduced me to the whole foods way of looking at food and eating whole grains and not eating refined sugars and not very much, um, not, not even very much natural sweetness and things like that. And then I felt even better than wow. I was feeling. So that was really the turning point for me. So then I really became obsessed and, you know, I... <laughs> I literally started trying every – I was macrobiotic for 10 years. But then – and I did feel really great on that diet and I do think it's a fantastic diet for some people. But I was really approaching food in a pretty dogmatic way mm. and there wasn't really a lot of flexibility. It was very sort of rigid and I was very sort of strict about how I ate. And right. finally my dad sat me down and he said, are you having any fun? Because we are <laughs> not having fun watching you order, watching you eat and food should be fun, right? Right. And that was such a, a light bulb moment for me and that's when I kind of went, yeah, you know what? And so once I really embraced the concept of bioindividuality, that one blanket diet or way of looking at the world would not work for every single human being because we all have different genealogy, um, stress levels, um, dietary requirements, activity levels, needs, ages, different climates and so forth. And so therefore, blood types and things like that. So therefore, our needs are going to be slightly different. So once I embrace this idea of bioindividuality, my entire world opened up and I realized that flexibility really were the keys for me, not rigidity. Having said that, you know, and I think this is very valid now, um, that there are so many different theories about health and nutrition flying around and so many fad diets. It can be incredibly confusing knowing what information is reliable and what isn't and what are the right things for you. So really, I just pare it down to one simple truth, which is the one thing that everybody agrees on is that vegetables are a boon to health, particularly leafy greens and non-starchy vegetables. Yes. So with those as my staple things that remain constant in my life, I started experimenting, you know, and, and I tried every Everything. I was paleo before it was labeled paleo. I was grain free. I was I did Chinese yin and yang principles, Ayurvedic philosophies. I was a raw foodist. I was vegetarian. Then I was vegan. Oh, I just went on and on and on. And you know, then I realized that really what I was looking for was the perfect test diet. So the perfect test diet is only applicable to me. So just like the Corey diet's only applicable to Corey, you know. So yeah. that was really. Um, Again, another really big key turning point when I realized that my needs as a human being are going to change and therefore my diet can adapt slightly to respond to my varying needs. And those are going to change as I get older, as I move around in different climates, as my activity and my stress levels change and so forth. So when I... Um, decided to start a website, you know, because I, I was always interested in nutrition. I started nutritional science. I'm not a dietitian or a nutritionist, but I've always been very interested in reading those things. Um, I researched a lot of different things that were out there and there's so many amazing websites and publications, but I wanted to do something that was a little bit different. So at the time, nobody was really doing anything beyond juices and smoothies in the blender space. And so I just saw an opening and I was looking at my blender and I was thinking about all the different things I, I was I was making burgers and homemade skincare and cleaning products and all kinds of different things in my blender. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw an opening there. And the more I researched blending as a method of food prep, the more it quickly very much became a metaphor for how I live my life and how I believe everybody lives their life. We like to blend different notes and flavors, philosophies, cultures, work, loving relationships, hobbies, and so forth to find our perfect blend for health and happiness. Aww. So I started asking people, what's your perfect blend? And, you know, one email a week turned into five, turned into 500, turned into 1,000, and here we are. So it's sort of that concept, you know, really – 
struck a chord with people. So for me, whilst I live my life, I'm gluten-free and I'm vegan, that's not a prescription for everybody. So really for me, with what I do, with my recipes and when I speak and my books and my app and all the different things that I do, it's really just the message is very, very simple, which is just eat more fruits and vegetables. And how do you include those into your lifestyle no matter what else you're doing in a really fun and delicious way? So, you know, we're all busy. Um, time is the most precious commodity we have. We can't bottle it. So we're vacuum packing, bottling and candling absolutely everything else. And so fast food has become so incredibly popular in the last 25 years, but I don't want to compromise on my health and nutrition because I've got something more pressing to do. So enter the blender and healthy fast food becomes possible. So I think it's an incredible gift and a great tool in the kitchen, which really levels the playing field for people. So um, you know, I test all my recipes on teenagers and 12-year-olds. So if a 12-year-old cannot make and follow the recipe and make it on their own, it doesn't make it into my books. Very occasionally there's something where they require a tiny bit of help but not much. So they need to be recipes that can be followed very easily and can be made with any blender in the world. So I have 55 recipe testers all over the world using all kinds of blenders, you know, a $60 blender all the way up to the more expensive high-speed machines. You so have recipe testers? Yes, oh unbelievable. Gosh. That's unbelievable. Well, because it's it's very annoying to me when I when I open up recipe books and I spend time and money on ingredients and then the recipe doesn't work. That is is really annoying to me. So I never want someone to open up my book and I, I I want the recipes to work. So they can't just be tested in my kitchen. They have to be tested in other kitchens with different scenarios and people interpret recipes in varying ways. Right. So the way that I write recipes and tweak the flavors, you know, it's basically after I I tally all of this information. So after a while, after five or ten people have tested it, a pattern starts to develop, you know, so you know if you've got a winner, you know if if it's a little too spicy or, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. generally speaking, there's a general kind of area where everybody meets, you know, where they tend to agree. So no, I'm really, really strict about testing everything very, very carefully because, you know, I, I just, as a, as a as a consumer, I, you know, as a as a business person or as a writer, I always want to be creating exp an experience that I respond to. You know, when I'm reading other people's cookbooks or when I'm watching other people's stuff. So, you know, they all have to work and they have to work very well. You know, so it's oh, yeah. but it's very interesting and particularly because this particular brand is anchored to an appliance. You know, it can't just be one type of an appliance. You know, they have to be tested in all different kinds of blenders. You know, with very few exceptions. Every once in a while, I'll say, you know, you have to have a speed machine or a food processor to make this. But for the most part, it can be made in any kind of blender. So I don't want it to be this elitist lifestyle where you've got to spend a fortune in order to buy into it, you know. So I think that it does need to be accessible to everybody, you know. And, and you can make these recipes, whether you're making one recipe a week or one recipe a month or you're making recipes every day, which is what some people do, you know. So it's just about, you know, putting more vegetables and fruits into your weekly diet, you know, and, and giving people some really yummy, easy ways to do that. Yeah, it's incredible. And it's, do, do you do you find that when you blend foods up, it makes them easier to digest? I mean, is, is that, tr is there truth to that? Uh, look, to be honest with you, that, that is, I mean, there is obviously some merit to that, but, but it's, it's that old adage of chew your liquids and, and drink your solids. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. You know, the first phase of digestion begins in the mouth, whether something has been so-called pre-digestion and pureed, we still need to break those things down with our enzymes right. to break down the constituents. So I, I think that whilst 
definitely there's something to be said for liquid foods being easier on the digestive system. Certainly juices where the pulp and the fire, most of the fiber has been removed, that allows for a very gentle digestive process which leaves more energy for detoxification and regeneration. Mm. But on a, on a daily basis for most people, I think that so much of the enjoyment of food is about texture. Oh, yeah. So, I don't co-check my teeth at the door and nor do I expect anybody else to do that. So they're not, whilst yes, I'm very known for my smoothies and soups and things like that, but it's not all pureed food. So, you know, it's about blender-inspired dishes and cooking in and around the blender rather than blender only. So we're using the blended components to highlight the taste and texture of the other components. So, you know, it might be a, a beautiful chimichurri sauce or a salad dressing that highlights, you know, and makes the vegetables taste really amazing. So yep. I think that's really what it's about for me. Having said that, I do think that there's an alchemy that's created with ingredients uh, when you blend them that you can't necessarily create um, when you're using textured components. So, for example, if I blend strawberries and red bell pepper, which sounds like the most bizarre combination, but it is the, the flavor is so mind-blowingly amazing. And then you add a pinch of cayenne to the mix and then you just have an explosive combination that is so interesting. Um, and it's it, you can't achieve that in a textured dish when you have those, those three components together, uh, not blended. It just doesn't have the same exact result. So I think that there is a little bit of magic that happens when you blend ingredients together and you can certainly create explosive um, flavorful experiences. And I think that that's probably, you know, a lot to do with the, with the success of the smoothies app. So, you know, it was nominated, it was one of the three finalists for best app of the year in 2014. And, you know, people, I get thousands of emails a month from people that are cooking, you know, making a different smoothie every day and just keeping rotating through all hundred and they absolutely love it. And I think it's because, you know, no one needs a recipe for a strawberry banana smoothie. Like any anybody can throw together frozen fruit and some milk or juice or something and make something delicious. But I think the point of difference is that not only are they nutrient dense, but they're delicious and they they're very interesting in flavor. A lot of them, not all of them. Some of them are very very simple. So it runs the gamut from. A, a smoothie with two ingredients to a smoothie with, you know, eight ingredients, you know, where you're really going on an incredible flavorful journey. So for <laughs> me, what's interesting to me, if I'm going to offer up recipes to people and I'm going to ask them to shell out money and buy a book or, or an app or whatever is they better be sort of interesting and recipes that are by example are going to teach people skills that they can then apply to create their own more interesting smoothies or layer the smoothies with much more nutrition and things like that, you know. So I'm always wanting to, once I make a discovery, share it with people so then they can apply it in their own life. You know, I mean, I think for me it was really revelatory about 20, 25 years ago when I really understood the concept of, of temperature and how that affects our, our taste buds, right. you know, and that's why smoothies fascinate me because our taste buds can't um, detect the full dimension of flavors at extremely hot or extremely cold temperatures. So whilst that works against us, if we're making a soup, for example, we'd never salt or add acid, lemon juice or vinegar or something to a soup right as it's boiled off the stove because I can't, I'm desensitized somewhat. So then you, you intend, you would, you tend to over acidify it. Whereas with smoothies, that, that phenomenon works for us, works in our favor because 
what happens is pungent and assertive ingredients become much more mild in flavor. So, for example, when you're talking about dance mums and parents and things like that, you know, you can hide all kinds of vegetables when they're frozen because you can hardly taste them or you can't taste them at all. So I can put, you know, a quarter to a half and sometimes a whole cup of frozen cauliflower into a smoothie and you can't even taste it. I can put frozen broccoli. I can put all kinds of different things. So I think it can be a really great tool for packing in a ton of nutrition in a very short you know time frame i mean i can pack all my nutrient requirements for the entire day into one smoothie if i wanted to oh that's unbelievable so i think that it's it's just a good tool for people and it's really interesting you know because i do get a lot of emails from parents but in the last two years you know the demographic has swung 54 percent male and it's not because i look like kim kardashian it's because <laughs> You know, men are, are really starting to really feel empowered. They're really becoming very interested in nourishing themselves. And, you know, people are, are working out. And, you know, I mean, I think that there's something to that, you know. Um, so I, I get a lot of emails from dads or single dads or, or you know, people that work out and they're just single men or they're older men who are wanting to be more healthy. It's, it's just kind of been quite interesting the last couple of years how it's sort of shifted just a little bit. I mean, I still get you know, a lot of emails from women and mothers and teenagers. I mean, it just sort of runs the gamut. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, everybody loves delicious food, but we all want it to be quick and easy. It's so true. that's sort of, I think that's a huge part of the success of, of the books. And Well, and, and, yeah, and the- speaking of the quick and easy, I mean, that that's kind of who I talk to. I talk to the parents that are <laughs> stopping by McDonald's that think that they're too busy to make healthy choices for their kids. And it is easy. And that, that's kind of where we have a lot of similarity here. But when you're getting started from the very beginning, I mean, think back to the time when you were like, what? I have to give up cheese and everything else? Like, And then gluten. You know, When you hear that you have to give up gluten and you hear you have to give up dairy, what's the first thing that you do? Obviously, you educate <clears throat> yourself, but what are the first easy steps that you can do to to make it a little simpler for yourself? Well, I mean, I think fruits and vegetables straight away. They're naturally dairy-free and gluten-free. Yep. So look no further. I don't even think that it needs to be a, pretty, a very stressful thing. I think eating out is the, is, the, is the most challenging part of dealing with food allergies or dietary restrictions. Right. But I think that there are so many things that we take for granted and just gloss over that are naturally allergy friendly and naturally low in fat, naturally low in sugar, naturally low in carbs, you know, all these things that people tend to uh, need to steer clear of, of, of. So I think that really at the end of the day, it comes down to a really reliable staple of 20 or 30 recipes that you can make over a month long period. It doesn't need to be extensive, you know, where you start with a few really delicious things that are going to make you feel in a place of celebration, not in a place of depletion. I think, you know, looking at all the things that you can have as opposed to the things that you can't have. And I, I really feel like gluten-free and paleo and dairy-free and sugar-free and fat-free and all these these catchphrases that the commercial food industry makes billions of dollars selling, I think it's a real trap. So I think that just going back to pure foods in their whole form. But again, you know, I just think that smoothies are a great way, soups, salads, sandwiches, you know. Now, it's never been a better time to be gluten-free or dairy-free or allergy-friendly. There are just so many options now and more and more options hitting the grocery stores every single day of the week. So, I mean, I think that it's becoming 
easier and easier, you know, even in small towns in America, you know, to make these changes. So, you know, 20, 30 years ago or even 10 years ago, um, it was a lot more challenging, but there's just so much information. And the other thing too is, you know, Google is our friend. While so much information on the internet can be very unreliable, once you find, uh, you know, government-endorsed websites or organizations that you trust or, you know, particular doctors or whatever, I think that, you know, you can very quickly access information and also, you know, support groups and people in your own community that they're in, you know, a similar situation. So I think it's about arming yourself with resources to make really delicious food so that you don't, you know, you don't even think about what you're not able to eat anymore. Oh, that's a wonderful tip. Wonderful tip. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so who inspires you, Tess? Who is the, who is the, the thing or the person that inspires you to do what you do? Ooh. Oh, look, it's, it's, it's really my, it started off, it was my, my niece and nephew who have food allergies. It was my father who got diagnosed with diabetes. Then it was my partner, Scott. He is a very serious diabetic and then he had, he developed cancer and he, um, he brought himself back to optimal wellness by eating well and he did do conventional treatments with his oncologist and doctors as well. But And then it's also, you know, the thousands of emails that I get a month from people all over the world telling me about the changes in their life and how things, uh, how food has really had an impact on them. So I, I source inspiration from all kinds of places and it's different every day. You know, obviously there are amazing chefs and um you know, personalities and people that, that are all over the world that inspire me on a daily basis. But it's it's different every day, you know. So, I mean, sometimes, um, you know, I, I think that we write about what we know and we start with, you know, experiences that we're very familiar with. So it always comes from my friends and my family and my, you know, inner sacred circle, so to speak. Right. And then I might be inspired by, you know, someone I've heard speak at something or or someone I've seen on television or a book that I've read or something I've read in the newspaper or whatever. So, I mean, it, it sort of changes. But, yeah, there's some really incredible people around the world doing some amazing stuff. But um, for me, I, I source the majority of my inspiration from from stories that, that intersect with my own life, whether they be people that have emailed me or people I meet you know, at my various appearances or people I meet in my social life or people I meet in my work as an actor or a voice actor or whatever. So, it, yeah, it just sort of depends. But I think um, other people, real people in the world, are, I think my biggest inspiration. Inter- oh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, to get thousands of thousands of emails from people all around the world. I mean, you're doing something right, Tess. I mean, also, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. And I mean, I do answer all my emails personally, which is challenging because I do receive a lot. But I just think if if people reach out to me and take the time to honor my story and look at my stuff, then I want to take the time to honor theirs. So it's um it's been lovely. I mean, you just meet some, you know, you you interact with some lovely people. So and um, you know, everybody's got a unique story to tell and you know you were just always learning from each other constantly so whilst in some areas of my life you know I'm teaching others and then I turn around and somebody's teaching me so I mean I think that that's you know definitely the cycle of 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 knowledge for sure yeah, it's an evolution you know you continue learning that's great um talk to me about the books let's let's plug the books here because they're just so <laughs> great but um you've got a lot of them I, I know that 
some are more recent than others. So what's what's your favorite right now to talk about? Oh gosh, look, they're all. I mean, look. So I started with the Blender Girl. Yep. That um, that was my first book at Random House. Um, so that's got a hundred gluten free vegan recipes. They're all made in a blender. So it's meals, snacks, desserts, drinks, appetizers, um, all kinds of different things. And that's that's a fantastic book. So it's done it's done extremely well. And you can still find that anywhere books are sold. And on Amazon and all different kinds of retailers, Barnes and Noble everywhere. Um, then obviously I have the app, the Blender Girl Smoothies app, which has a hundred smoothies. Um, you can search smoothies by what you feel, need, and crave. You can search by dietary restrictions, whether you need more protein, energy for immunity, weight loss, anti-inflammatory, low fat, low carb, alkaline, probiotic rich, all kinds of stuff. And then there's a really extensive glossary in the app, which tells you about a ton of ingredients, how to incorporate leafy greens, um, nuts seeds, cold-pressed oils, herbs, spices, superfoods. It's, it's kind of a real, it's a real smoothie-making um, manual, really, which is amazing. So because the app was so popular, Random House decided to turn it into a book because the app <laughs> currently is only for Apple devices. It's for iPads and iPhones. Sure. So Android, you know, the Android users were very left out and I received, well, we received a lot of messages from them. So Random House decided to turn the app into a book. So it's the same 100 recipes. Some of the content slightly different. There's a little bit more content. There's a little bit less content in some areas. So there is a book called The Blender Girl Smoothie. So, again, that's on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. And then the next book um, is actually an e-book. The Detox Dynamo Cleanse is just available on my website. That was really for my readers in response to I have these four three-day juice fasts for each season and they just became very popular. So people were really using those as a tool to reboot every season. So that you can just find that at theblendergirl.com under juice cleansers from the main menu. So you can participate at any time and then there's a free Facebook group with thousands and thousands of people all over the world who oh, do gosh. these juice fasts once a, once a quarter, once a season. So people were coming to us, you know, requesting a longer cleanse program. So um, we developed a 14-day, just a 14-day, very easy, clean eating program. So that's become very popular. So that launched um, a month ago. And then the Perfect Blend is the last book in the Blender Girl series of Random House, and that launches on December 27th. So yes. that is sister book to the first book, The Blender Girl. So that, again, has 100 gluten-free vegan recipes. Uh, this time they're all categorized by health goals. So there's 12 chapters. It's uh, energy, immunity, detox, protein, weight loss, anti-inflammatory, fabulous fats, low-carb, alkaline, probiotic-rich, properly combine and feed the soul, which is just for fun. So there's recipes that fit into all those criteria and then they cross over throughout the book, obviously, because foods don't just achieve one thing. They're much more cohesive than that. So every recipe has three optional boosters, so you can choose to boost it with one, two, or all three boosters to really ramp up the flavor and or nutrition depending on the recipe. So it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure kind of a book, which is very exciting. So, yeah, we're, we're really excited about that. So I – that launches in, a, in an Australian bookstores, English bookstores, and American bookstores um, on December 27th. And so I'll be touring with that book in um, early to mid-January, probably throughout the entire month of January. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. I have a feeling it'll be longer than a month, though. Uh, well, I mean, I have to it extensively for longer than a month. My schedule is so crazy now. I'm sure if I'll be able to tour like I used to tour. But, um, yeah, it's great. Um, you know, and again, I tour, you know, I travel all over the world with KitchenAid as my role, you know, my role as their 
spokesperson and, and that's ama- amazing to to meet meet people and share how you know I think when you have the right tools and really great appliances that make your life easier I think that cooking can can be much quicker absolutely <laughs> so I think that's been you know they're a really great they're a really great American company and they really look after their employees and it's just got a fantastic culture in addition to them making fantastic products uh, they're a lovely lovely company as well well where can we find you on social before I let uh, you go? Yes. You uh, so my uh, my website is theblendergirl.com and then I'm the Blender Girl everywhere in social media. So, Facebook, uh, we've got a great Facebook page, and you know we share lots of healthy living tips every day. So you know, and we we answer every email, every every message, every whatever. So yeah, tweet, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, uh, Periscope, Facebook, Pinterest, everywhere, <laughs> Instagram, everywhere. You have so, to yeah, be. You have to be everywhere. Yeah, come and join and interact and yeah share with me what you're making it's fun hey guys what's up it's Corey back in the studio thank you so much for making it through another episode of lean green dad radio but hey don't let your experience end here visit us online at leangreendad.com you can also follow us at lean green dad on facebook twitter instagram pinterest youtube we got it all going on so make sure you go check us out follow us and uh, we'll be in touch. I, I just loved having Tess on the show. So thank you again so much for listening. If you have time, leave a review for us in the iTunes store. If not, we still love you. Maybe check out the website. We've got a free grocery shopping guide. Take you all through Whole Foods, show you exactly what I get to save money, save time in the grocery store. Until next time, keep going that extra mile for your family. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye.